1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
2: Hello, and welcome to Bad Manners. This is the podcast that takes you inside Britain's stately homes and tells all the tales the guidebooks don't. My name is Tom Horton, and I'll be your host. As a comedian, I'm not really bothered about the facts and figures. I just want the juicy stuff. So I'm on a mission to find out the frightening, filthy, and downright jaw-dropping stories of these stately homes and the people in them. Welcome back to Bad Manners, where we're descending into hell, a place where politicians and people in positions of power get together to perform the most sordid and disgusting rituals that involve sex and treating women with little to no respect. No, it's not Westminster. We're in West Wickham, at the Hellfire Caves, a network of 18th century sex tunnels built for Sir Francis Dashwood and his horny mates. In part one, we heard about the birth of the Hellfire Club, sexy AGM meetings and hearts being stolen. Literally. Let's pick up where we left off, shall we? At the end of our last episode, we had arrived at Lord Sandwich's Circle, which sounds like a crappy improv group, but my guide Willow tells me is actually a junction in the caves where...
3: Men would go to the left and women would go to the right and you'd meet round the other side and meet your partner for the evening.
2: An exciting prospect back in the day, I'm sure, but for me, on my own in a dark cave, it was a bit spooky. You went
3: on your own. Before.
2: Well, yeah, very, yep. very proud of you. I did go on my own. Thank yeah. you very much, but well, I'm very glad to have you back here. There it's we go. It. That's we've met back up. Mm-hmm. You're my lady for the evening oh, now. Hello. It's hello. A good Thank to meet you. you very much. Um, enjoy the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now getting properly spooky because I can see like figures staring at mm-hmm. me from about. Thirty meters away, down at the very bottom of the caves, they don't—they don't look happy at all.
3: Can confirm they are mannequins. Last time I they checked, they are mannequins. Yeah, last time I checked. Good. So, okay. but yeah, this is twenty-two steps. So this is the longest, just linear, straight part of the caves that we have. So the rest of it is lots of twists and turns.
2: How many mannequins did you say there were?
3: Just two down there.
2: There's three down there.
3: There's not. There's two.
2: I oh, yeah. can see three.
3: There's
0: two. Is that not one on the left?
3: There's one on the left and one on the right.
0: What's the thing in the middle?
3: There is a candle. Are you seeing a spirit in someone? I mean, I know you am backing here,
2: but I, I mean, know. I'm not going
3: to deny. I see well, things here all the time. I've seen things as we've come in, so
2: yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want. definitely. To... I mean, there looks like there's a bloke in the middle. Right. Yeah, it does look like that.
3: I mean, there could be someone just stood down there. We all are. shots
2: <laughs> Really?
3: Yeah. But that's, that's
2: the thing. So back in the day, you'd have come to this point, and there would be people walking around mm-hmm. down there, and it's
3: again, like, you had a candle. You would not have all can- of this, you know, 100 grand's worth of lights. You had a candle. My and I can God. promise you, if we turn the lights off, you cannot see your hand in front of your face.
2: What's the significance of the 22 steps?
3: So as we sort of take a wander down, we will <laughs> see carvings on the walls of Roman numerals that do add up to 22. Now, some people believe that was just 22 markers from the surface sort of for the miners to use, mm-hmm. but there are no other markings that the same throughout the entire caves that we know of that we can find. But other people believe, and what I believe, it's 22 steps to the secret passageway.
2: There's a secret
3: passageway? Mm Mm-hmm. Sir Francis II, our man of the hour, he ordered on his deathbed for all the secret passageways to be sealed.
2: But but we know where it was, sort Mm -hmm. of, vaguely. Yeah. Is it sealed by, is it chalked over?
3: Yeah, we can go have a look. Yeah, please Mm -hmm. go.
2: On our way down to the secret passage, I could definitely see a third figure in the distance. Was it a spirit? I'm no expert, but I'd say yes, definitely, 100%, because for the third time in Bad Manners' history, our technology failed us when we mentioned spirits. Coincidence? Probably. But also, definitely not.
3: Can you see him? What are you seeing down
2: there? I swear there's three people down no. there, not two.
3: I mean, there could be someone just stood in the middle. We are.
2: <laughs> door, so. Yeah, but why would he be behind the bars?
3: Because it's freaky. <laughs>
2: Hand on heart. Well, we know what We know what happens to them in these, these caves. Right, okay. Good. I'm sorry, I I'm officially freaked out. <laughs> you know, when I first heard about the Hellfire Caves and what they got up to down here, I think my brain just focused on the sex stuff. I thought I'd be getting my freak on, not getting freaked out. I'm never mentioning spirits again. 22 steps later, we arrived at the Hellfire Club's members list and Willow, Pointed out a VIP.
3: Thomas Potter is a very important person as well. Is he? We need to remember, yeah.
2: Why is Tom Potter so important?
3: Tom Potter is one of the people that brought the end of the Hellfire Club.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he's a sort of betrayer of this club?
3: Well, not necessarily betrayer, but it was something that him and John Wilkes wrote that brought about the end of the club.
2: Oh, uh, what did they do?
3: It's a long story, but there's a poem that is absolutely dastardly to put it you know, it was called An Essay on Women. And it is, well, you can guess from the title what it was like. His
2: dad, the Archbishop of Canterbury, probably wouldn't have approved.
3: Mm, absolutely not, to say the <laughs> least. I no. That, yeah. I mean, especially if you actually look at some of the lines from the poem, it's definitely not.
2: Are there any lines you could quote?
3: It depends how PG your podcast is. It's-
2: not, not at all? At all. No,
3: well, the, I think one of the first lines is, um, a dear woman is a cunt, is the, one of the first lines of the <laughs> I poem. Mean, start strong. Start, start strong. strong. You mean go on. It's, you know, I mean, it gives an idea of what their opinions were on women <laughs> yeah, in these sure. times. But as you can see, it was very important people, all, most of them members of parliament, you know, the first Lord of the Admiralty. Yeah, there's lots of
2: MPs. Mm-hmm.
3: The physician to the Prince of Wales, MPs. It's all very, very important, prevalent public people. That's a yeah, lot
2: of pieces. <laughs> the MP yeah. for Reading, of mm. course, you wouldn't want to miss him. Of course, him out with no, the not Reading,
3: list. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go.
2: This is what like, I imagine Downing Street's actually quite like. <laughs> yeah, you know,
3: their lockdown all the, parties yeah, were all just these lockdown this. parties. Mm-hmm. It's pretty
2: much this. <laughs> so we're now here at the Take Twenty Steps. mm
3: mm-hmm. Mhm. Is that twenty? So that adds up to 22, 22 but yeah. the, whether the sign is just a typo, I cannot confirm.
2: <laughs> a typo, a chiseled <laughs> chisel typo. Type. Well,
3: That's no, like... the sign itself was, um, but I say this is the remnants of a poem that was found.
2: Take 20 steps and rest a while, then take a pick and find the style. Where well, once I did my love beguile, t'was 22 in Dashwood's time, perhaps to hide this cell divine, where lay my love in peace sublime. Well, it's better than women are cunts.
3: Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a lot more, you know, thought out.
2: As Willow took us deeper and deeper into the caves, we got closer and closer to the secret passageway and, more importantly, the three figures. But was it a third figure? Time to find out once and for all. Fans of anticlimaxes, fasten your seatbelts as I can now reveal it was, in fact... A torch, which looked like a head in the house. There you go. Right, false alarm. But in my defence, it looked a lot spookier from a distance. And who's to say it wasn't a haunted torch? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a haunted torch.
3: And there is our secret passageway. Oh, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as you can see, there is a little hole, sort of just to the left of it, about halfway down. That's where they've tried to get a pinpoint camera through. They've managed to see that there is tunnel leading further. But... Obviously, it just goes black. Having fun?
2: I'm just fingering the hole. Yeah. mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to, I guess, nibble. Something nibbles my fingers from mm -hmm. the other side. So we don't know anything that would be down there. No. If you could guess, what do you reckon?
3: I mean, it's probably, again, I was told that Sir Francis had this tunnel all the way from the manor house. So he could come underground and come up, you know, mm -hmm, without anyone seeing him.
2: That's pretty cool. Kind of like a sexy back cave. And who are these two gentlemen holding
3: lamps? So the one on the left is Arthur Francis Dashwood. Yes. And the one on the right is Benjamin Franklin. Ah, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. One of the founding fathers of the USA. And what do you reckon those two are talking about? Uh, probably sex. Pro- it? Yeah, sex. more than likely, yeah knowing what they were like again they were friends because of their their love for partying mm-hmm. and benjamin franklin has one of my favorite quotes of all time go on he says you should always choose an older woman because they appreciate the attention more and in the dark all cats are gray <laughs> <laughs> mhm benjamin franklin was said to put a bag over a woman's head during intercourse as well did he Christ? yeah My favourite thing is when Americans come in and they think he's this massive, important person. I'm like, no, he was actually really horrible. Yeah, a horrible guy. Yeah.
2: Well, you can also be important and horrible. Well, yes, They're not mutually exclusive.
3: But they go, oh, yes, Benjamin Franklin. I'm like, yeah, he was dastardly.
2: They're dressed wrong. They should be dressed as mumps, shouldn't they?
3: Well, yes, but this was... You think they're they're public attire, essentially. Because we don't know whether Benjamin Franklin was a member of the club or if he just visited the caves themselves. We have record that he visited and that he did stay at the manor house. But we don't know. I mean, it was very convenient that Benjamin Franklin did time his visits of sort of the same time as the AGMs that the club had twice a year.
2: A little too convenient. Yeah,
3: one in spring, one in autumn. So (laughs) Yeah, I think. Safe to say.
2: If I was a betting man, Mm
3: -hmm. I'd say that. (sighs)
0: Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're
3: not even halfway down. We're
2: not even halfway down? No. Are you joking? No. Jesus no. Well, Christ.
3: Off, I'll show you the devil.
2: We've just got to Franklin's Cave, which is the turning point of the caves, where it sort of jets into a right angle, um, and we've met the children's cave, which seems cheery. Mm -hmm. Um, The two children here uh, are depicted are Sir George Dashwood, the fifth baronet, and Mary Dashwood, who's the sister of George. Mm -hmm. That's her title. Just your (laughs) George's sister.
3: Joe, you are George's sister. But these are portraits that are in the Reg drawing room in the estate. Are they? So we do have child spirits that do run around. George and Mary are two very prevalent names that come up on investigations as well. Mm. So, yeah, I've met George occasionally. Have you? Yeah, he just runs around. He, he's one to tug on you your clothing. Know, he's the spirit here. Yeah, he just, so, he just sort of tugs on your clothing, you know, you feel a little tap on your back, and that's him.
2: So he's, he's harmless, but... Oh,
3: yeah, most of the spirits here are. Okay. Emphasis on the most. <laughs> but... <laughs> There's always that little extra it bit for you. That just I've got to do my job. I've gotta, Freak you yeah. out at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the two mannequins that are in this alcove are the one at the front is said to be John Wilkes and the one at the back is said to be the Earl of Sandwich, which is rather ironic considering they absolutely hated each other.
2: What was their beef?
3: They were political rivals and uh. they just didn't get on well. And they, again, are t- the main reason why the club ended.
2: So what did they publish that was wrong?
3: Well, John Wilkes played a little nasty prank on the Earl of Sandwich. And a baboon. A baboon. Yeah.
2: Just when I thought I was starting to get the measure of this place, you chuck a monkey in. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do with this baboon? So
3: as much as I'd love to claim it happened here, it didn't. It happened at Medmedan Abbey. So we're in sort of about the sort of si- 1760s and it was said to be a club meeting. So John Wilkes had just come back from his travels across the world and thought, I'd bring back a monkey as you do. So it was said that he dressed it up in a little devil costume, put it in this box and put it sort of to the back of the abbey to prepare for their meeting. Where that evening they were said to be summoning the devil. Yeah, so the Earl of Sandwich began his invocations. John Wilkes opened the box and the monkey leapt onto the first person it saw, which of course it had to be the Earl of Sandwich. Wow. Of which then he started screaming for God to help him. <laughs> Again, for God, yeah,
2: for God, mm-hmm. another blow there. Yeah,
3: you think he was just summoning the devil? Now yeah, he's yeah. like, God, help <laughs> me, please. You know, I've made a terrible mistake. It's a very continuous ha- lapse of this, my judgment. This, <clears throat> this tiny, hairy, athletic child mm-hmm. is attacking I me. Mean. <laughs> and then eventually, when he was said to sort of shake it off, the rest of the club were absolutely pissing themselves off. You think how hilarious that would have been? And then uh, the Earl of Sandwich sort of sworn to bring about the end of the club.
2: Looks like old Sandwich didn't see the funny side of being mauled by a chimp. What's the matter, mate? Can't take a joke? Clearly he was one to hold a grudge, because he grasped everyone up by reading the Essay on Women poem in the House of Lords. Talk about having a chimp on your shoulder. As a result, Dashwood was thrown out of Parliament, and John Wilkes was exiled to France. Sure, perfect solution because there'd definitely be no parties with lavish banquets and beautiful women in France. Speaking of banquets... And now we are entering the banqueting hall, which suddenly opens up to this huge room. The ceiling's its massive. It's vacuous.
3: Mm-hmm. It's very funny how you look up and go, wow, don't open your mouth.
2: Oh, wow, because it's dripping.
3: It We're sort of basically directly under the graveyard so if you get dripped on its body juice there's a
2: graveyard above us
3: yes oh my God.
2: So, so yeah Bodies body's lying above the ceiling basically yeah it's called the banqueting hall i'm assuming that means there would have been a massive table here at some point yeah i'm going to guess a round one it was my guessing would be that, that like down here there is no rank no like down here you're all equal but, and you're all equally full of sin
3: mm-hmm. you think that again they consider themselves the knights of sir francis of wickham so they so, had this round table to signify right. it. And these alcoves actually had curtains drawn across them and beds inside uh, them. Little boudoirs. Mm-hmm. And you could, that one's probably <gasps> the best one to look at. There's actually tally marks on the bed of the alcove. Let's have a look. at oh, tally marks.
2: <laughs> We're now here at the alcove, um, which would have been one of the boudoirs. And yeah, on this sort of ledge in the stone is loads of notches. And are these, like you're saying, the notches on the bedpost of how many people have scored in here?
3: Yeah, basically.
2: It's quite a lot of notches.
3: Mm-hmm. And you can see, sort of, they're all along the walls as well oh, inside the alcove. <laughs> yeah, there's even more. <laughs> I thought, I thought it's it just, just, not just
2: like. I was quite impressed with this that ledge, but there's absolutely loads of them. Mm-hmm. And would people have been doing that while people would be dining in on the table Absolutely, yeah. here? And just go, right, OK, that's enough for the, just before the cheese course. i we just going,
3: you know, bonk. Esmeralda in name? Yeah, but you think it wouldn't have just been in the alcoves. They probably would have been all throughout the caves more than likely.
2: Across the table. Across whatever. the
3: table, yeah. I mean, this was just sort of, they had, you know, claret was their drink of choice for the night and probably many rich meats and you say cheeses and fruit as well and they just got on with it.
2: Do you ever find anyone going for it down here in the caves?
3: Yeah, we have in the past come down and there have been uh, naked models down here. Um, we've, had to do over the tannoy's please don't put your hand up your mother's well, not your mother. Your mother. Your mother, your mother. excuse me <laughs> hey. your lover I was going to say excuse, excuse <laughs> hey, me <we're> in hell. <laughs> why, well, why not your your lover's skirt while you're down here or you know you just go on the cameras and see people just making out against the walls
2: because I imagine there would be a certain sort of fetishizing of these sort of places for mm-hmm. certain people they'd be like they, they'd want to go here and it's, it's, like, it's like the bucket Mile list High Club. Yeah. yeah bucket, bucket list, list I, you know
3: Shag in a cave. Shag in a cave, why not? Cave, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it, it's occasionally it does happen. We get parties that come in, you know, people book it and be like, Sure. What are the limits? And we're like, mm, <laughs> let's not.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then if a party did book it, would you just give them free reign and turn
3: Within reason, but. Yeah, I don't really want to be scrubbing quite, walls or it. quite. <laughs> not, no thanks. Take a yeah, blue light let's down. Let's not
2: turn a dark light on in here and see exactly how far we've gone.
3: Absolutely not. Oh,
2: I keep on getting yeah, isn't it. Talking about this sort of stuff, I keep getting splashed in the uh-huh. face is actually quite we're all thinking it, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Time to wipe my face and move on. Next stop, the triangle. But before we get there, a word of warning. Mm.
3: So past this point, only the twelve brothers of the club were allowed really mm-hmm. this is the only corridor between bottom of the bounty t- hall the top of the triangle i hate in this place
2: and why do you hate it so it much?
3: makes me feel uncomfortable it makes me feel you know past this point you feel that chill you feel like you're being watched i mean you're not welcome we're not members of the club so past this point no one else is welcome hmm. ready
2: should we go through it mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're taking the lead oh, very brave <laughs>
2: How deep underground are we, do you think?
3: So the very bottom, so once we get past the triangle, is 300 feet underneath the church. that's on top of the hill.
2: And that's symbolic, isn't it, really? Because, you know, we're in hell and the church is heaven above.
3: That's what it said. Literally, the inner temple, the very bottom chamber, is said to be exactly 300 feet underneath the altar of the church.
2: Really? Like directly under? Directly
3: underneath. So if you literally went up, you'd you'd get to the altar. And again, it it signifies this sort of heaven above and this man-made hellscape below. So we're here now at the triangle. At the triangle, yes. Now, like the circle, it does have its significance. This was said to represent the female anatomy, the fallopian tubes themselves. Uh. They have a lot of that round here. There's a statue on the estate that spurts milk out of the breasts or was said to.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, as you do.
3: Um, But this is also said to be called judgment's pass, that if you went to the left, you were a sinner. If you went to the right, you were a saint. And if you took the wrong way, their judgment would come to you. Right. Not necessarily instantly, but I believe it was that way round. I always get it wrong. So Whoopsies.
2: Well, Whoopsies. for Christ's sake, remember it Hopefully. properly. I don't want to walk down the um, one.
3: But yeah, and it says otherwise
2: I might just stay in this corridor, which mm-hmm. I is assuming that just the gooch of uh, <laughs> you know, the perennium uh, of the caves.
3: <laughs> perfect. The Lucky guesses and human anatomy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so which way do you want to go? That way
3: steeper. Just, that way's just steeper. a warning, yes yeah, so if you want the to
2: The sinner it. one. Mm-hmm. Let's go sin. Yeah. yeah let's let's
3: sin today, why let's don't
2: we? I feel like it. Nice, we are through it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, in my time now, I have survived the circle and I've now survived the triangle.
3: Congratulations. Thank you.
2: <laughs> got any squares and rectangles? Uh, Let's well, collect the shapes.
3: Mm, yeah, kind of. You do? We've got an S shape as well down there, so all of the shapes.
2: I'll bring on an S shape. All of the
3: shapes.
2: Right, we are
3: now here in... What are we calling this bit? The Miner's Cave is what we call it. Normally we have a lovely mannequin of uh, Suki, our white lady there, but she got rather mouldy.
2: Is that where she is? she here?
3: She doesn't normally come down this far. Um, She normally stays sort of around the Banqueting Hall where she passed away.
2: So just um, the story of Suki Mm -hmm. is she's a a local girl who worked at the Georgian Dragon in town. Mm -hmm. And then she was grabbed by three guys?
3: So it was said that, again, as you say, she was a barmaid sort of in the the local coaching at the time. And she fell in love with this, you know, man who was probably just passing through from London. Um, She got a letter under her door, room 12, um, later on that day, telling her that she should come to the caves because this man wanted to run away with her and and marry her.
2: She's really excited. She did. She she
3: donned her mother's wedding dress and a lantern, walked all the way up to the caves and heard this voice calling her from within. So she followed it, came to the banqueting hall and found three of the local village boys who, as you can imagine, burst into fits of laughter. Again, she picked up the rocks missed they threw them back and we don't know if she died right there and her body was found in the caves we don't know if she managed to get to the surface and then died at the mouth of the caves or another story is the boys actually took her body back and laid her in her bed and she was found the next morning
2: i don't know which of them is the the nicer one no I mean, it sounds if i was getting mine i guess the boys just ran away
3: more than likely
2: yeah and um imagine the idea if you're just walking past the caves and you see a bloodied bride crawling out exactly
3: and well she still roams the caves and the George to this day still in the wedding dress you hear her screams you hear her crying she's distraught bless her which is yeah not the nicest of stories and what
2: about the bloke that she fancied
3: we, it was probably just a lord passing through from London more than likely or on his way we don't know who he was so yeah
2: sorry Suki
3: no fortunately one of those cases a wrong place wrong time mm-hmm. with her but yeah we took her up for maintenance her dress was rather mouldy
0: Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Well, now we're going to go into hell and cross over the River Styx, so where we belong, essentially. So I will say, mind your heads, gents. It's a bit... Just as we go
2: through here, it's a bit low. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is... Wow. There oh, my God. It. It's like a... Yeah. It's an actual... There's like... There's a full yeah. sort of lake. So is when... It, this when is the River sticks. Yeah,
3: this is the River sticks. Right. So when they actually dug the caves, they did find a natural water source, and they sort of dug around, and it makes this S shape, and they... They did actually import a gondola from Venice and they put it in here and they walked across the gondola to get over into the inner temple. So uh, later on, obviously, when when the gondola was well and truly over with, they did have stepping stones and now obviously they've just built a bridge across.
2: Just to confirm for the listeners, Mm -hmm. the the River Styx was Greek mythology and that was the crossing over point Mm -hmm. from the mortal world into the underworld, which was ruled by hades Mm -hmm. who was the god of death and you had to pay two copper coins Mm -hmm. to the ferryman to cross over which is why when the bodies died they stuck the coins on the eyes to give them their passage and then cerberus the three-headed dog would meet you at the at the other side so we are about to cross over the river Styx and into the inner temple
3: Mm -hmm. hell itself hell itself
2: Here we are, the inner temple.
3: Welcome, yeah.
2: What are some of the things that are said to have happened where we're stood now?
3: Mm -hmm. So you remember, we are now past the point where only the 12 brothers of the club were allowed. So the most elite, most important members were in here. And this is where all the supposed sacrifice and rituals and summoning, you know, all of the darker stuff apparently used to happen down here. Again, we cannot confirm or deny most of it, but... You know, you get that feeling we're definitely not welcome down here.
2: And we are directly below the church now, mm-hmm. below the altar. Heaven is up there and we're in hell.
3: Mm-hmm. So you think they literally, they had, you know, all their services happening above them and they were probably sacrificing people right below them.
2: There might have been people up in the bloody church praying for their lost child. Probably. Seeing saying, like, where's he? Haven't seen him in days. Mm-hmm. It's actually... Quite sobering, if I'm honest. It's quite a grim thing that happened.
3: It is. It's, you know, people think it was just sort of, oh yeah, gentlemen's club, orgies and stuff. And then it's like, oh, when you look into it and you research, it's like, no, they, they were horrible people. They mm-hmm. were doing unthinkable things. And, you know, it's something we can laugh and joke about, but you think people more than likely lost their lives to these people. Yeah. Their motto was... Fake se to be draw. Which is Latin, and it translates to do what thou wilt or do you what you want, and they most definitely did do who and what they wanted. Well,
2: I want to get out of mm-hmm. here alive.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I, a podcaster, get, get me out of here. Uh,
2: yeah, please, mm-hmm. can I get, uh, yeah, that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we go out to that lovely cafe? <laughs> we can. <laughs> and have a lemon drizzle cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'll do, sacrifice okay. a sponge to me. Mm-hmm. I think a lemon drizzle cake would be a nice palate cleanser after that creep fest. The Hellfire Caves were a lot spookier than I thought they'd be. And it turns out my feelings of dread were justified. After we left the caves, Willow confessed something.
3: We have been followed the entire time we have been here. I'm sorry. What's the vibe of the people who've been following us around? They're watching. It's mainly people just watch. They stand and they observe. It's, you know, weird weird to them and they've probably never seen equipment like this either before, so...
2: Bex, you look proper spooked out.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. I am, but it's cool. It is cool, but again, it's sort of, as you say, you hear that and you're just like, oh no, we're alone. And it is unnerving.
2: It certainly is. Time for that cake, I think. We're now outside the caves in the cafe, having had a lemon drizzle cake and a cup of coffee, and I'm feeling a lot more relaxed. (laughs) Thank you for doing this trip. It's all right. Though. It's been incredibly nice.
3: Lovely to have you. Uh,
2: and and uh, we're going to finish with some quick fire questions. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh gosh, got to think quick.
2: If you were to meet one of the characters oh, from the cave's history,
3: mm-hmm. which would it be? Oh gosh. Um, it would have to be Sir Francis, in my opinion. It, he's the ringleader of it all. Get mm-hmm. to know why he did what he did. A close second would have probably been Paul Whitehead just to know Mm -hmm. what they did burn but it's you know they were the main two
2: if you were to pick another stately home manor house place of interest which would um, you recommend which is your favourite
3: the Tower of London it's such a historical place there's so much history there it's very and it is I mean it's a gorgeous site as well and everything that happened there you've been
2: a few times have you I
3: have yeah Um, favourite bit of it I don't I mean I went when um, they put all the poppies in the gardens For that was absolutely stunning I have those poppies
2: do you actually I do yeah that's so cool. That's very cool.
3: That is. No, it's it's so gorgeous, though. It's just absolutely stunning.
2: Normally we'd <laughs> ask, if you were to go back to a period of history, which period you, would you go back to? But you're sort of saying this all happened in sort of 10 years. It's
3: not, I mean... So it's
2: not a big scope, is it? You're going to go back to those 10 years. Yeah,
3: well, actually, at the caves, obviously, there was the past that happened sort of at Medvedon and stuff. But you want to see, you know, if they actually did what they did yeah. in the caves. You want
2: to go year seven or 8
3: Mm-hmm. Like sort of 17... 58, 1759 would yeah. be probably the best bets, you know. Let's say they started here in 1755. Give them a few years to get into it and see what the down and dirt they got into was. And it's, you know, close second would, well, not in the case, but would be dinosaurs because dinosaurs are cool, but, you know.
2: And then dinosaurs.
3: Caves and then dinosaurs, but, you know, you know the, the one and two of it, but sure. no, definitely. <clears throat> what
2: would you say is your favourite story of all the ones you've heard mm. about the caves? Oh
3: about the caves will probably be all the hidden tunnels you know literally and I quote people say it's like an ant farm kind of thing there is tunnels leading everywhere and all the way to the manor but of things that have actually happened here would have to be the paranormal investigations there are things you see that you just can't explain because sometimes you think oh it's just a drip on you know the table or something but then you see people come out bleeding with scratches and it's you can't explain any of that
2: no well the final question is why should people come and visit here
3: I mean, it's an ancient sex cave. Not many people can say they've been there. (laughs) In in a couple of
2: words, I think she's, uh, yep, I'm fully sold myself.
3: No, I mean, it's it's that shock factor of, Mm. you know, it's just such an incredible sight. Not many people can say they've got a cave on their doorstep and it's not just a hole in the ground. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, twists and turns and you've got faces and there's alcoves and there's... So many different things and it's such a gorgeous place to go. Again, definitely one for the bucket list if I do so myself.
2: Oh, it's been a unique experience. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so much no. for being on the pod.
3: It's right. right. First podcast done. There you go. Is it your first one? First one ever. Oh. Podcast virginity taken.
2: Virginity gone. How nice. <laughs> and to end the sex cave, a virginity has been taken.
3: Ah, oh, there you go. Not many people can say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a fitting end to this episode. I've enjoyed popping my cherry at the Hellfire Caves, but I think I'll be glad to get home, as long as Suki doesn't follow me. Thanks for listening to this episode, but I've actually got to shoot off to a Bad Manners AGM meeting. Until next time, seal your secret passages, check your box for chimps, and mind your manners. Thanks for listening to Bad Manners. If you like the pod, please share it with your friends. Rate it on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review and make sure you spill the tea on any of your favourite bad manners that we could feature in future episodes. This podcast was produced by Atomize Studios for iHeartRadio. It was hosted by me, Tom Horton. It was produced by Willa Malensky, Rebecca Rappaport, and Chris Attaway. It was executive produced by Faye Stewart and Zad Rogers. Our production manager is Caitlin Paramore and our production coordinator is Bella Cellini.